Welcome to A Conspiracy in the Force, the show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away, in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. Hey, Conspiracy Kyle here. If you like this podcast, please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. It greatly helps out the show, and it's much appreciated. Also, please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Conspiracy underscore Kyle, and that's Conspiracy with a K. Also, follow me on YouTube at Conspiracy Kyle, once again, with a K. And also, now you can find me on the Rockfin Network at rockfin.com with new exclusive content. Now on to the show. All right, welcome back to another episode of Conspiracy in the Force. My name is Conspiracy Kyle, and on today's episode, I have a very, very special guest. He, he's got, well, he's got two things going for him, and I'm sure a whole, lot, whole heck of a lot more. He's got great tweets, for one, and he's got one of the best Star Wars YouTube pages out there. I want to welcome Okiro to the podcast. Hey, how are you doing today? Hey, how are you doing, man? Thank you for setting me up with those two giant lies. <laughs> <laughs> No, I I'll tell you, I have an okay Twitter and an okay YouTube. Well, you know, there, there's enough, there's enough shitty Twitter accounts out there that it, it just by, by proxy just bumps you up. Oh, so. I feel guilty now. I, I want to be a part of the shitty YouTube and Twitters. <laughs> I feel alone. I don't want to be alone. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess maybe, maybe you're doing it wrong. Damn. Well, sorry to, sorry to, sorry to set you, set you up that way, but um, yeah, I guess, I guess gotta make some videos with some glowing eyes or something some something you got it you got to do something there so um you know I, I came across you just through some kind of random tweets and stuff on twitter and then i i started looking into some of your star wars videos and stuff you've been putting out there on on youtube so um i'll, I'll encourage everybody to go follow your page um it's the first okiro am i pronouncing okiro correctly am i putting emphasis on the o correctly <laughs> no, you've, you've got it right it's actually a family name where it like in real life, it's called Okiro, but on the internet, I just like people say Okiro. So okay, both both gotcha. work, both work. Okay, you know, I keep wanting to say Akira, which is not even <laughs> is is very similar, but but not at all. So um, yes, yeah, so everybody, go go check out his page. You got some really great breakdowns of you know um, things that happened in, in you know the Star Wars sequel trilogy, how some of the characters were handled. So um, if you want to just kind of just talk a little bit more about you know how you got into Star Wars and kind of how you got into you know making these videos and stuff oh wow how i got into star wars well a long long time ago in a galaxy pretty close uh a man loved a woman in the 70s and then like a <laughs> couple a couple decades later they had a whole bunch of kids so uh that's kind of how it happened my mom and dad were big star wars fans in the 70s and their first date was seeing a new hope so it's kind of a generational thing to be obsessed with star wars i think i was three around three to four they first showed me uh, a new hope i didn't understand anything it's like just glowing explosions Ooh, I, 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 I like that and they just <laughs> like uh it was kind of a tradition every single year we would have a star wars marathon as me and my siblings just grew up and then the prequel trilogy came out and we got to see that in theaters and i, st I still don't know how anyone anyone doesn't like those movies but anyway we saw those in theaters then we got older and uh we start seeing the new movies in theaters and I, I liked the force awakens. I liked it a lot. And, <laughs> and then, you know, I stopped liking things as much with the last Jedi <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> and then the rise of Skywalker came out and I, I'm not the biggest fan of the movie, but I can't bring myself to completely hate it. it it's funny. I wouldn't say I'm even a fan of the rise of Skywalker. It's just like, I don't hate it. If that makes any sense. It's like, Okay, JJ, even Lucasfilm, like you guys were kind of put between a rock and a hard place. So like, yeah. I'm not gonna hate. I'm not gonna hate the movie. No one has been toxic about the movie anyway. Even the fans of the movie, are like, oh, I just like it. I'm like, oh, okay, I can respect that. Like, there's never been anyone trying to shove it down my throat. So right. I think that's why I've been less. I don't. I dislike it less. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think I think when it comes to Star Wars movies, e even if it's your like, you know, I, I, I'm probably in agreement with you, probably you and a lot of other people that Last Jedi is probably down 
down towards the bottom of our list and you know, as far as favorite Star Wars movies goes. But even that being said, I would still watch that over most other movies, right, in, in any franchise or any other just random movie just because it's Star Wars. So it's always going to be, it's like, it's like, what's your worst, like, favorite dish to have? It's like, it's still my one of my favorites, but it's just my 10th favorite, you know, so. Oh, yeah, no, no, that's, that's definitely true, because a lot of people get it confused, like, oh, you just, you don't like The Last Jedi, so you just hate it. I'm like, yeah, it's not on my top five list, but there are some moments I like in it. There's some moments I like in almost anything, even if I dislike it. Right. Right. So, so how did you get into uh, to, to making the videos? I mean, I'm, I'm looking through your list. Here. I've been watching a bunch of them today. You have a lot of really, really great stuff. How did, how did that kind of happen? Just something you've been, been thinking about doing for a while? I, actually, yeah. I mean, I was thinking about making a YouTube uh, all the way back since 20, yeah, since 2015. I always wanted to make a YouTube, like right after I saw the yeah, right before The Force Awakens actually came out. I remember I was with all my friends. We were walking around the city. And we all just talked about, you know, we'd love to make a YouTube. And we always wanted to make one. And then COVID happened. Like, well, I've got nothing to do anymore. So uh, <laughs> let's start a YouTube channel. I've got nothing to do. Just sitting inside every single day. And that's honestly it. I got tired of talking. I got tired of talking to myself and my friends got tired of listening to me. So I'm like, okay, let's uh, go on the internet and talk about the same stuff every single day. Right, right. Yeah, I, I really, I really appreciate a lot of the stuff you have. And, and we'll get into it in a little bit. We'll talk about, we'll talk a lot about, you know, uh, the character of Finn and, you know, how he was portrayed throughout the sequel trilogy. But, you know, um, two things I wanted to to talk with you about um, that, that were really interesting to me after watching a few of your videos one of them was, you know, George Lucas's kind of original vision for the sequel trilogy, as, as well as this um, Duel of the Fates, which for anybody who's not aware, Duel of the Fates was supposed to be what became the Rise of Skywalker, right? When, when director Colin Trevorrow was still involved before he dropped out and J.J. Uh, Abrams took over. So uh, I kind of want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, what you know from, from what you've read and anything about about what George, his plans were. And then some more about that Duel of the Fates because I honestly really don't know too much uh, about it. I haven't looked into it too much. So I, I'd, I'd be really curious to hear your, your take on some of those story elements and what you thought about it. Oh, you're, you're, you're in actually for a wild trip because the, the production details behind the sequel trilogy are so interesting to me. Like while everyone's arguing about, oh, this is character assassination, that's character assassination. I'm like, yeah, I just want to hear the behind the scenes information because that's interesting as fuck to me. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting in like 20 years when some Disney insider or something, if, if an NDA is if lifted, somebody can finally release like a tell all book or something, but it's going to be a, a long ass time until that happens. But I know you and I are both really looking forward to something like to hearing something like that. Oh, I am giddy. <laughs> uh, so uh, go on. Uh, yeah. So, so um, what were, what did you, what, what did you hear about what, what Lucas's plans were for, for this trilogy? I know he had it planned out, you know, where uh, he was working George, on a few years before, but. Uh, from, uh, what, what was his name? From the guy who made the making of Star Wars books, what he said was George Lucas originally planned to make the sequel trilogy, I guess, kind of about preserving. You had um, Leia Organa bringing back the New Republic and you had Luke Skywalker bringing back the Jedi Order. And at the end of the day, like Leia would become the Supreme Chancellor, kind of bringing balance to the political side of the galaxy while Luke Skywalker would complete his duty to bring back the Jedi. It mentioned that they would actually be a return of the Empire. So that was, I guess that's one thing that you would expect. Darth Maul would be there, Darth Talon would be there, but there's really nothing concrete about George Lucas's sequel trilogy, just ideas he had in 2012 that the making of Star Wars, that the making of Star Wars guy who made all those books he discussed, but there's really nothing concrete. And as we all know, as people make sequel, as people make scripts, it changes over time, like ideas mm -hmm. change and all that. So there's not much known about what George Lucas would have done, but at least it would have involved the grandchildren of Anakin Skywalker, Luke Skywalker bringing, Luke Skywalker bringing back the Jedi and Leia Organa bringing back the New Republic. So I think most people would have I think taking that in retrospect, but I can kind of understand why Disney might have said, hey, listen, due to the prequel backlash and which is more even 
which is more the media thing too because fans have grown to love the prequels but you still see like the media bash it here and there and this show and that show so it's like from disney's perspective i can somewhat pragmatically understand why they wanted to distance themselves from that right yeah it, it was it was such a at the at that time right it was very polarizing um set of movies um and, and, you know i i think you know, it's, it's kind of funny. They wanted to stray away from that as much as possible. But I think because of how the sequel films turned out, it, it kind of brought people back to the prequels and made them appreciate them more for what they were, just based on um, what people thought the sequel trilogy was going to be and, and, and the fact that a lot of people probably didn't get what they were looking for. And, and, you know, one thing you've talked about in your videos is that, you know, love the prequels or hate the prequels, they at least had... Um, an organized uh, a start and finish point. Like Lucas knew what he wanted to do, for, at least from a story, a story point of view. Now you can argue about, you know, the, the character motivation, some of the acting, things like that. But he at least had a consistent storyline, which, you know, you definitely don't see um, in, in the sequel trilogy. I was just watching your video about what, what really happened in the sequel trilogy, how there was so much upheaval and directors in directors out writers in writers out um what what is your thoughts about you know and in in your video said you know there's really not one person to blame but but where where would you put if you had to put a you know quote unquote blame on what happened is, is that on is it on lucasfilm is it on, is it on disney or is it is it kind of a, a mix between those um it's when I, when I look back at the sequel trilogy, I kind of consider it definitely a mixed bag because when I say there's no one to blame, I'm like, there is definitely something to be said about the execution of Lucasfilm, of JJ, of Ryan. But I always, you have to put it in perspective, like what people had to do and what people were told. And I look at Disney who told Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm, hey, listen, we need these films out at this certain time. Uh, you can't talk about this. You can't talk about that. We're not going to work with George Lucas because we're kind of trying to stay away from that. We need something new. And we also want something, you know, quote, original, because listen, we we, we all consume Disney projects. We all consume Disney stuff. You do. I do. They own like 60% of the whole entire entertainment industry. Right. But like when it comes to their live action stories, it's it's the same thing. It's okay, we're going to take this story from the past and we're going to repackage it and resell it. And even the stuff that they do that is original, it's like, well, well you've, you've still kind of seen that before. So yeah. I, can under, I can understand from that perspective, like where it falls into Disney. Then there's the fact they gave everyone no time. Like The Force Awakens, J.J. and Lawrence Kasdan got... They, they got like six weeks to write the for they got like six <laughs> months to write the six months to write the force awakens and that's like uh -huh. with, with pre-production then you had episode nine which had barely any time you had ron howard coming in to do solo with no time they didn't even delay it till december like nah you guys still got the may release date even though we just fired our the the two directors were just fired like, I'm not going to lie, like, yeah, Kathleen Kennedy did make some bad decisions, but you also have to put into account, this is all Disney's buck. Like, they, yep. they, 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 they approve what does happen, what does happen, what doesn't happen. And you kind of just look at each movie as a reactionary thing. Like, okay, we rushed this film. Let's give, let's do this film. And, uh, okay, we're going to give you guys a little more leash, but, you know, you might not want to throw out the outline of the first film because if you love or hate J.J. Abrams, you at least want a consistent trilogy. So like, okay, keep keep the dude's outline. You know, keep consultating him even if he doesn't want to work on the trilogy because who wants to work on a trilogy in that time frame? But you'll know, keep talking to him. Maybe bring back George Lucas because like, okay, uh, the fans did say they missed some things about him from The Force Awakens. Like, at, at the end of the day, the buck stops with Disney because it's really all about management. Like when it comes to the MCU and Kevin Feige, yeah, Disney's more hands off, but Kevin still had to prove himself for years. And they did have some hits or misses with the MCU from like 2008 till now. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And, and you definitely see, you know, once once Star Wars became a Disney property, it, be, it basically became, okay, how can we, you know, they spent what, 4.2 billion on it. They're like, okay, how can we, how can we flip that? How can we increase the return to our shareholders immediately? You know, with, with Lucas, you know, original trilogy and, C and prequels, it was kind of like a three-year time frame, right? So, you know, 77, 80, 83, 99, 2002, 2005. 
So, but then again, that was all on, on his dime, you know, it was yeah. all on, on, on his, on, on his buck. So he, he, he chose to take that, that time to, to write, to write the, the good story. And, you know, I think one of the problems with a film like the last Jedi is that it was in pre-production in 2014, which, you know, the force awakens hadn't even come out till like a year and a half. So the force would, awakens was being changed as it was being made. Like you actually learned that in the force awakens documentary, JJ was talking about how, yeah, you know, as I'm filming, uh, some things changed here and there dynamics were changed. I got notes from Lucasfilm. I got notes from Disney. I got notes from Ryan. So you're making a sequel to a film that's not even out before the directors even got to have a sit down. It's insane. Right. It, it's, it's very insane. And it's like, you know, it's, it's hard to even know what the, what the fan reaction was going to be to the force awakens. You know, I, I, I'm with, you know, I, I really, I would say of the sequel trilogy, that was my favorite film um, it, because it had a lot of great classic star Wars elements. Of course, some of the, some of the story beats are, are very familiar. Like, like most stories kind of have similar, similar story beats, but you know um, it had a lot of great humor in it. It had a lot of great visuals in it. And, you know, I think when, after the Force Awakens came out, I think people were like, "Holy crap, this was really great!" Especially, for, in my opinion, is is all the is all is all the comedy, all the humor in it, all the stuff. You know, Finn was really was really funny, and it Poe was really funny, and there was a lot of really funny stuff. And if Disney would have taken a little bit more time with the Last Jedi and 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 broke down the reaction to the Force Awakens, saying, "Okay, this is what worked with the fans, this is what didn't work with the fans," can we incorporate some of that? Obviously, not all of it. You don't want to just make a 100% fan service film but at the same time you, you need to cater to your to your audience your your customers to a certain extent um yeah you're entirely right i mean there was this there's this one quote going around by uh by the person who's making the acolyte and uh they said that oh we don't want to we don't want to make we don't want to cater to fans when making this but like or pander to fans i'm not really sorry the exact wording but Long story short, like Mark Hamill said this when in an interview about The Last Jedi, he said, we have to think about the fans. And Ryan said, we have to think about our story. But see, mm -hmm. the thing is that this isn't your this isn't your story. This is a long story spanned out by nine different films and at the time, eight different films like you need to incorporate your fans because at the end of the day your fans are your audience you don't, you don't right. gotta pan, you don't gotta pander you don't get you don't gotta cater to your fans you don't want to cater to star wars fans because you're gonna get some weird ass stuff if you do that <laughs> but but you, you also gotta put you also gotta think about what you're doing though like if people hate the force weekends and love the force weekends you have to look at this okay look at this film even if you want to don't don't draw changes outline you have to look at this okay uh People liked the character work. People were a little taken back in retrospect about some of the more familiar things. Let's try to do some more original things here, but let's actually remember to answer these questions and what people wanted. And maybe let's not go entirely different directions with these characters because I view The Last Jedi as kind of a restart of the trilogy. Yeah, yeah The Force Awakens that started one story and then like half of The Last Jedi is yeah no we're not gonna do that story and okay here's this story but that's not really supposed to be the middle movie you're supposed to continue the story of the first movie right right it's supposed right it's supposed to be a connective tissue not like a you know a parallel track altogether so so yeah so so we'll get into um the last jedi a little bit here especially you know um when it gets into some of the characters like like Finn and how they were treated and executed in that film. Um, but I, I wanna I wanna go back to the uh the uh oh where was I at here? I lost my train of thought. Um the, the duel of the fates <laughs> so that that uh episode what episode nine was supposed to be. So can you break down some of those elements for me of what that film was supposed to be? I remember hearing about this before, but I, I totally forgot. So if you could kind of uh re-remind me of what that was supposed to be. Okay, no problem. Well, first of all, there's a lot of different drafts of episode nine. You have Duel of the Fates that was done by uh, Con Trevero and Derek Connolly. That one's the most. That one's the one most people talk about when they refer to Duel of the Fates. That one starts off about a decade, almost a decade after the Last Jedi. So, big big time skip there. Ray is being trained by Ghost Luke. No, I don't know how that works. Uh, <laughs> Ray's being trained by Ghost Luke. The resistance are all split up in different pieces as the galaxy is basically bent over to the First Order. 
Hux is now Chancellor of Coruscant and he's become interested in Force stuff. Basically, long story short, Duel of the Fates is, I would say it's the true sequel to The Last Jedi in both respects. It, it's the most consistent film in the sequel trilogy. It's a sequel to The Last Jedi that Colin Javero said he was personally working on with Ryan Johnson. They were collaborating back and forth. So there are some things about Duel of the Fates that work with The Last Jedi, and there are some things that even kind of work with um, The Force Awakens, because I think Colin was working off of what J.J., this outline J.J. left behind, because things like Mortis, Dave Filoni said he discussed with all the sequel trilogy directors when the whole thing was first getting planned out. So some things flow good in it, some things flow weird in it. I can say that if you didn't like The Last Jedi, there are things in the Duel of the Fates that you're not going to like. There are some things that you are going to like. Luke is, as Mark affectionately called him, Jake Skywalker. Um, he's, he's kind of very much Jake Skywalker in this. He's still saying things like, that's why the Jedi did, that's what a Jedi didn't love. Uh, that's why attachments are forbidden. And you're just like, wait, that doesn't sound like you in the original. Yeah. Trilogy. Yeah. So there's, there's things like this. There's things like that. Uh, Ray is kind of a mixed bag in this thing. Like, cool outfit double blade lightsaber uh as much as i don't like aspects of her rise of skywalker arc she really doesn't have an arc in duel of the fates it's kylo ren is actually the standout character in duel of the fates like he's going on this quest for power he's hunting down mortis and he's trying to basically eliminate all his enemies and it's an interesting story in that regard of his quest for power and he does technically get redeemed in the end like he finds peace after ray kills him in his last moments of life. So there's that. There's also the Stormtrooper Rebellion. That's kind of interesting, but that's not as much a part of the film as many people want you to believe. It doesn't actually start until until page 78, 79. But it, it's an interesting script. There's some weird stuff, some retconning. You have Palpatine having a different master than Darth Plagueis called Torzu, whatever the hell his name is. You have Poe huh. and Rey. You have Poe and Rey randomly shacking up now as a couple, which... <laughs> that's a that's a thing <laughs> hey pe- people people they oh yeah people online would love that <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i don't even think oscar isaac would love that he's like let's see either make me gay or make me nothing <laughs> uh but uh that's actually funny daisy ridley said that was actually the only really that's like been the only sequel trilogy romance daisy has commented on she's like the second jj came back he's like yeah poe and ray would have been a weird thing but <laughs> but yeah duel of the fates is weird in that regard but that's the version most people know it ends it ends with kylo dying hux dying and uh, racing up a new jedi school with broom boy that's uh oh okay so yeah, there's a connective tissue there yeah 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 well, contra <laughs> and contra and ryan were working on that aspect like the, the whole the whole weird scene of the last jedi of ray and poe meeting and everyone's like what's going on here well that's the connection there so yeah in that regard it flows it's the true sequel to the last jedi so when anyone someone says oh man i really wish ryan did episode nine i'm like uh, th- th- that's that's Duel of the Fates. Like, that is the most truest sequel to The Last Jedi you're going to get that he worked on. Mm-hmm. And hmm. then we have the then we have the second version of Duel of the Fates that was after Derek Connolly and uh, Colin Trevor were fired. That one was uh, written by Jack Thorne, the guy who did the playwright for The Cursed Child, I believe. That one's a little weirder. Leia dies in that one because that's after Carrie Fisher's passing. She dies after her attack on the Resistance base. Uh, no Mortis, not as much Coruscant, and the Knights of Ren have this weird antagonistic person called uh, Saloni, Salona, I can't pronounce her name. <laughs> but anyway, she's this weird antagonistic force. She serves as like a Lady Macbeth to Kylo Ren, trying to push him further into the dark side. And eventually Kylo rebels against the First Order, and her and Rey work together in the end to defeat uh, this knight, this evil knight of Ren, as to say. And he dies, he dies returning to the light. So there's that. Hmm. Yeah, so no, you that's, can, a, you, that's a weird script. Yeah, that's a little weird. You can, you can tell that maybe they tweak some of those little elements, right? Like the Kylo dying, I think, was probably an inevitable, regardless of what was going to happen, you know, regardless of if he was evil or if he had kind of turned to the light, which you kind of saw in the Rise of Skywalker. But um, uh, you, yeah, some that's of what, the, that's what pop, oh, sorry, you go. Sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say uh, Pablo Hidalgo, which, 
Yeah, he's a mixed bag with the weird stuff he says, but uh, that's one point he did say there was no version of episode nine where Kylo made it out alive. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a, it seems like that's kind of the the, the thing in Star Wars, like, you know, because if, if, he sur- if he survives, just like Darth Vader, you know, this is kind of the thing I always think about is, you know, if Darth Vader would have survived, Luke would have truly saved him. It's like, okay, then what? Great. Well, now we got to put this guy on trial and put him in jail for killing hundreds of thousands of millions of people, right? Like, like nobody wants to see, nobody wants to see the trial of Darth Vader. Like, just let him die. <laughs> like, that would, that would get into a weird, weird area. It's like the, the, all, the uber villain just has to, has to die, it seems like, in these, in these films. You want to say something funny? I think I have the most unpopular opinion of it, just because, like, I actually would have been interested in the trial of Kylo Ren Ben Solo, just because I'm like, oh, well, we've never seen that before. What do what do you do with a villain like that after he's kind of been arrested? Where does the story go from there? I would have been very, very interested in all that. I just because just out of curiosity's sake, like, okay, what do you do? I mean, you're, you're not going to let him go free because this guy did, this guy went a step above Vader. He made himself the supreme galactic ruler of the fascist order. So right. let's see what happens from there. What do, what do you do in uh, jail? Is Hux his, is Hux and his <laughs> grandson? Is Hux his cellmate? <laughs> is, is, is this where, is this where we finally get the Kylo? Is this where the Kylo shippers finally win? Oh God. Oh God, please, please spare me. Spare me. I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Ep- yeah, episode, episode 10. Like, Oh God. Oh no. They're doing it. <laughs> You know, um, what was speaking of, you know, Kylo, Kylo's demise and that stuff, you know, one thing that um, another video that you made that was that was really, really interesting to me was, you know, what happens, what happens now after the sequel trilogy, you know, I don't know how far are they going to continue going on in this direction in the story, it sounds like what they're doing now is going, you know, far back, you know, when you talk about this new uh, High Republic, Republic, right, era, which is like, you know, 100, 300 years before the prequels. Um, you know, you got the Mandalorian, which is filling that, you know, gap between the, the, the trilogies. But, you know, you raise a good point about you know, at the end of the sequel trilogy, as it is, there's really no government. So, like, well, what do you what do you think kind of ha- if you had to write a story like about like what the what the politics look like, what would you say happens happens next after that? Uh, to. I guess to put it simply, the galaxy is bones. Like that that's that's the approach I would personally take if I was going to write something after the sequel trilogy. I'm like, we're kind of in the position where we've never we've never been here in Star Wars. I can't even remember a time in I can't remember even a time in Legends where we were in that position. The New Republic is gone, the Empire is gone, the First Order is gone, the Jedi is just like one sandy girl and like maybe 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 one stormy boy so i'm like the jedi are gone the sith are gone if i was the rest of the galaxy the mandalorians the criminal factions i'm like okay i want power you guys aren't gonna stop me and the galaxy isn't gonna like stand up with the resistance like yeah guys you're really not the government and like you know, we kind of saved you. Last time we checked, this old wormy Palpatine was about to clap your cheeks on Exegol. So, like, we, we really don't know what are you guys going to do? None of you are politicians either. So I think it would be anarchy for a good couple of years of all these different factions fighting for control. And if, if I'm just looking at Star Wars lore, I'm, I'd say the Mandalorians would take control just because the Mandalorians, the our lovely blue dudes the chiss like if they would ever say hey you know what the, the galaxy far away is free you just want to mosey on there but so the mandalorians my guess is they would be the ones to take control of it and they would be the dominating power so you would have people like the jedi at this point operating outside of the galactic rule because i think they would be the ones to take over they've always wanted to take over since the mandalorian wars and there's nothing stopping them right so if yeah, if I was Disney Star Wars, if I was Disney Lucasfilm, I would say, hey, you know what? Instead of jumping 
a hundred and so years back and just making every single old Republic fan have an aneurysm, have an aneurysm with the retcons we're going to do with the high Republic. Uh, let's actually explore this uh, sequel era that we spent $4.4 billion and pissed off all these extended universe fans to do. Let's, let's explore that. Like you've right. already pissed them off. You've already pissed them off. Just, just keep going at this point. Don't just yeah. like, okay, we set fire to the house. Uh, let's go to a different house and play there. <laughs> yeah it's kind of like um kind of like basically like the old west basically at that point which you know kind of going back to uh <clears throat> one of you know lucas's uh story ideas of the the live action show he wanted to make you know maybe 10 15 years ago like about like the star wars underworld you know you could almost basically do something like that now right because there, like you said there's nobody nobody stopping all these different factions from trying to to take over to rule to do this and that so i think it would be It'd be a very interesting, you know, kind of power struggle. I, I think would be a would be really interesting to see. And and like you mentioned that in, in your video that, you know, there's no yeah, there's really no Jedi. Like a lot of the people who did come to their rescue there on Exegol at the end ended up dying in that battle. You know, so like who who really of those in in the rest of the galaxy who really even and then another thing I always, I always think about with these movies too. It's like the rest of the galaxy. Do they even really know? what is truly going on which you know you think about in our world like none of us really know what's truly going on behind the scenes in any you know political any 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 anything going on in our world you know you kind of get 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 a narrative about about things and you kind of can take that for for what you want but it's hard to say what the like you mentioned about the resistance what does the rest of the galaxy think about uh the resistance they were just kind of this ragtag group and now they're even more ragtaggier because you know half of them have been taken out during this uh, offensive. So I, I, yeah, I do think it's a very interesting area to uh, to attack to it to uh, approach. So who who knows? Maybe we'll maybe we'll maybe we'll go there. Maybe they'll maybe they'll well, retcon the entire series. Who knows? Oh well, let, let me ask you. Let me ask you a question. Two questions. If you were a civilian living in the galaxy far, far away, and you put your let's say you're 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 like a boomer in the galaxy far far away and you've and you 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 have you grew up on stories of the clone wars and how the old republic fell and then you watch the empire rise and you watch the empire fall and then you watch the new republic rise and they fell literally within one year they decommissioned the military and like they just fell within one year and like one of the most influential people, her son, took control of the other order and then waged the war. Then they fell in one year later. What would your would, would you want the new republic? Would you want the new 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 republic, Electric Boogaloo? Would you want them to come back and like rule the galaxy after like they screwed up twice and like almost everyone's dead now? Or and right. on the flip scale, if you were like an enemy faction and there's just no one protecting the galaxy, would you be like, hey, uh, you? guys want to take over we got the resources <laughs> the mandalorian the mandalorians were the only people we didn't see at the battle of exegol so i'm like right. they're like uh you know what let's wait to see who wins uh the old zombie or like uh the cw fashion models and uh, whoever wins <laughs> we're just gonna take over right yeah yeah to, to your first your first question there i'd say you know at that point it'd be like well okay i, I really can't put my faith in whatever this established government is i'm just gonna i'm just gonna live here on tatooine and, and farm my moisture and just kind of you know <laughs> have my family and kind of go about my way and try to just be you know um i don't want to say ignorant but just you know live live on your own without any of that influence at all and just be basically agnostic to it at, at that point but yeah but the enemy faction that's that's the real interesting piece is you know how how far do you think you could you, you could take that um and yeah that would be really <clears throat> that would be really interesting because we know there's so many different criminal factions in star wars you know you see them all throughout the clone wars all the eu all that kind of stuff you know the black sun and and all these kind of groups that you know who 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 wins you know it kind of it, it would kind of be like an all-out brawl type situation which would be pretty interesting visually to see yeah, no, I, I definitely think so. I mean, even if even the factions who aren't necessarily, quote, bad guys, just like, hey, listen, if uh, this system didn't work, it hasn't worked ever since the prequels are just kept backfiring. 
uh the mandalorians they're powerful they're strong they didn't get rid of their military like random jackasses like the new republic i can see why some people would go or any faction i can see whatever faction comes up on top the people of the galaxy would just say yeah you know what i think i'm good without the new republic like how you can't justify it and especially with who who's left ray is not a politician she doesn't have a diplomatic bone in her body poe's not a politician finn's not a politician but maybe you might get centered maybe you have lando but like like lando's been out of the game for a couple of decades and he's not a spring chicken so it's like the new republic is gone so there's nothing in the there's nothing in the galaxy to just say hey guys listen to the resistance they are not politicians they have no plans and they're just kind of soldiers so oh no, never mind just just don't listen to them just don't just don't build a death star please we are tired of death stars right just no no death stars do do whatever you want please do whatever you want just just no, no death star no death star cannons no super death stars no death star stiff if i hear you say the word death star we will resurrect palpatine a fourth time <laughs> Oh God. Oh God. Oh my God. They would, they would do that. Um, so, okay. So another thing I wanted, I wanted to talk to you about um, is the, is, is the character of, of Finn in, in the sequel trilogy and kind of, you know, that as, as well as kind of the larger theme of kind of, you know, we talk about uh, diversity and casting and things to that effect. So what, what are your thoughts on the, on the character of, of Finn? You know, I personally really th- thought he was really great in the force awakens and then they kind of, you know, moved his character in a different direction. So what are your, what are your thoughts about that character and, you know, some of his different, um, what he brought to the table and kind of how he, how he could have been handled differently and kind of how he was handled on screen. Uh, <laughs> I mean, let, let, let's make sure I don't make this too long. <laughs> Lo- yeah. Lo- loaded, loaded question there for sure. Uh, fifth, I mean, when I look at the sequel trilogy characters, I think in their own way, they were all, personally wasted in certain ways but finn i think is like the one character almost everyone across the board agrees with you'll have people say oh no this character wasn't wasted that character was wasted and like i don't think you'll find anyone who has a working like who had who's being honest with themselves and says oh oh yeah finn had a perfect storyline <laughs> john boyega is upset for no reason i mean if, if there are people like that please please point them to me so i can have a couple <laughs> words with them <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean, I liked Finn in The Force Awakens. I, there's, there is a pro, there's, there is the, the glaring issue that kind of a lot of live action Disney stories have where, like, huh, your origins don't really match your personality. Where I'm like, okay, I would have leaned a little more heavily into, you know, traumatized soldier and less into, you know, your MCU style of quipping. But, well, I kind of understand that's just Disney which was kind of a good thing. That's one thing about the Rise of Skywalker I was actually kind of happy with. They're like, okay, let's just drop that humor and give it to different characters because that's just not working there. Uh, Finn's story, in my opinion, kind of writes itself. You know, Force-sensitive Stormtrooper turns against the Empire, First Order, it's the, it's the Empire, turns against the Empire just because he feels like it's the right thing to do. He doesn't want to slaughter people. And, like, when you go from The Force Awakens, like, yeah, there were some hits or misses, but everyone can say, okay, you know, he, he's got a little story there. Let's let's see where we can go from there. The Last Jedi takes the potential Finn had in The Force Awakens and whether or not it was fully reached, it was there and says, we're just going to flush that down the toilet. I mean, you, set, you, you take away the things that worked about him. Like, okay, his chemistry with Rey this his history with the stormtroopers and potentially being force sensitive you take that away and you throw him in this random subplot that has to do with something star wars has definitely explored before anyone who says star wars hasn't had politics before i don't i don't think you were i think you're too young to even talk about the franchise yeah yeah you didn't watch the prequels because it was it was loaded it was loaded more than any any star wars films yeah yeah and like we and it was explored much more nuanced where it's like there is no right or wrong answer to it but you, you take finn you throw him in this cancer bite subplot that has nothing to do with him that really isn't that, that's not saying anything capitalism bad oh disney uh i wouldn't be lecturing about capitalism there and like <laughs> that's a great point that's yeah that's a great <laughs> ironic point right there hey kettle you're calling the pot black mm-hmm. and like you, you, you got you got slave children and 
you don't have the sl- the former slave soldier even saying, "Hey, you think we should save the slave children?" I mean, don't 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 even get me wrong. There's a lot of questions like, "Hey, why do you guys have slave children when you're rich?" I mean, yeah, Tatooine had slaves, but that was kind of like a backwater planet. Like, you you, you guys got the moolah. Like, why do you have children when you can afford droids that don't need to eat, sleep, and won't eventually grow up to try to throw hands at you? So right, that that but that's logistic. But narratively, but but, like, but at least they save at least they save the horses though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You save the horses from Fern Gully that will either, since since they were raised in captivity, they will either die in the wild or they will just be recaptured because they're traced. There was a reason why the droids weren't shooting at the horses because, like, okay, they go into the forest. Uh, let's just go back in there. Uh, hey, we're insured, right? Because we're just a casino. We right, don't do anything. Right. We're, a cas- <laughs> we're a casino. That's it. It's like going to Las Vegas to protest Washington DC. What what is that doing? And then and then you have and uh, back to the slave children because I'm obsessed with it. Finn, former slave soldier, Rose, which most people don't know this, former refugee. Nope, just leave the kids there. They're gonna yep, get it's all good. They're gonna get they're gonna get beat like hell. They're gonna get beat like they owe the people money cleaning up this stuff. And then Finn's like, at least we made them hurt. No, 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 my guy. You did not make anyone hurt. They are insured, they are rich. This is a casino. These people don't live here. And those slave children are going to have to clean that up. You have just provided weeks upon a whipping for them. Like you might actually stop the whipping because their whipping arm is going to be too hurt from whipping the kids. Like, you know, those those I mean those horses. I mean, they could have fit. They could have had the exact same scenes, but just fit three or four kids on each of those horses. I mean, why was that so hard to do? <laughs> or, or, or you know, they just could have parked like normal people and not parked on the random beach. It's, it, it's a very, it's a weird subplot where it's like, you, you, okay, you guys have to choose a lane. You can either call this an extremely smart film where I'm going to tear it apart because that's not a very smart subplot. Or you can say, yes, it's a stupid subplot. Just please don't ask. You can't, you can't both say this is an incredibly nuanced subplot. And on the other hand, say it's, it's, it's a movie about space, which don't think about it. You, you really have to pick your battles on what you're going to call that. Right. And when it comes to, and, but it hurts Finn because it's an entire subplot dedicated to teaching him the morality of war. This motherfucker was raised in the M was raised in the first order taken from his family. He doesn't have a name, Miss Tico. You at least have a name. You had a sister. This dude doesn't even have that. Right. He does not need like, he does not need lectured on any of that. Like he should have been the one doing the lecturing. Like, like he kind of did to Ray in the force awakens kind of laid out that whole story to her. And it's like, really? Yeah. 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 Like Ma's like, oh, I see a man who wants to run. Listen, you little orange shrink, you don't know a thing about me. Like, okay, so you have that, which again, so say what you want about the Force Awakens, but when someone stepped to Finn, he would step back. And like when you have the Last Jedi, which Finn is just getting lectured, 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 and again. I love Kelly Marie Tran. She's an adorable, she's an adorable human. If you've ever heard her speak, she's just excited to be there. Why are you set? Why are you setting? What are you, why, why are you setting up this poor woman like that? You're setting her up in a subplot that not only, as John Boyga says, the characters deserve better. Like the first, the first Asian lead in Star Wars, and you're sending her in a random subplot about space horses and fern gully where the only characterization she gets in the entire movie, the only characterization is just lecturing the former slave stormtrooper like that that's her first lines you're a coward i want to put my punch my fist to this beautiful town like yo just do there's a lot you can do with rose like this is not what you have to do and like ask right. a characterization about her it's at, tell her to talk about her sister no one even knows she's a refugee i had to get that from a book like there's a lot you can do with the character rose and you can still explore canto bite but like the way you did it it's just like it just feels like concept over character, which mm-hmm. I get it. If you want to make like a, if you want to make it out of context Twitter post or Tumblr post, yeah, that that's great. But like, if you actually wanted to discuss things like the morality of war and stuff, Canto Bite ain't that ain't it. And then you just, then you have an undercover mission with the First Order, which, okay, you think maybe we could have just started there and not gone to the casino, just made Rose a hacker and you have Finn and Rose exploring the First Order, trying to shut off the tracking device in each ship, trying to find out where it's located, get some characterization of Rose where she's like, oh, wow, this guy actually isn't a coward. This guy risked his life in the last movie to save us and 
now he's risking his life again you know some character development hey my sister this my sister that there's a lot you can do with the characters with the foundation that you have but it's it's doing them both a disservice because it's not doing anything and then you have you have benicio del toro who's like good guys bad guys they're just words nope i'm a kidnapped kid that sounds pretty bad does the resistance kidnap kids uh no does a first order kidnap kids uh, yeah, that's a bad guy, Benicio. Go back to Sicario. Like, I don't know what you're talking about here. <laughs> right, that, right. That, they, just, that... they they brought him up to Sicario said, just like, just say a few of the same lines you said in there. Just just, just throw it in there. Let's go. Yeah, like, th- 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 that is objectively bad. Like, does the Resistance blow planets? Uh, yeah. That, I mean, does Resistance blow planets? No. Then they're not the bad guys, dude. Like, th- there are definitely badder bad and good guys well they state these these people some this guy at kids to bite he sells arms to both people okay this seems like a conversation we should have about the new republic then how they were letting this happen but like arms dealers are arms dealers that doesn't mean there's not good guys or bad guys like first order right. is definitely bad right and you're right. saying this is a slave trooper again. You're, <laughs> you can, you should, like, this feels like a conversation someone should have had with Ray, someone very sheltered, someone who really doesn't know much about the galaxy, or even Poe, someone who's just working for the resistance, who has veteran parents, who probably grew up in a privileged lifestyle, or even Kylo. But, like, you're choosing the last person to say it to. Right. Right. Yeah, and and that, then we just get into the rise of Skywalker, where it's like, Again, I can't really hate on the movie for not doing X, Y, and Z because I'm like, well, The Rise of Skywalker didn't do this. Um, the Last Jedi didn't set it up, though. Well, there's no Stormtrooper Rebellion. The Last Jedi didn't set up that Finn even cared about the Stormtroopers. Like, it didn't dig deeper into that hole. You guys have to set up what you're going to pay off, and then you're going to say, well, that came out of nowhere. Well, Finn could have been a Jedi. Oh. Given what John Boyega said, and given that the last Jedi didn't explore anything surrounding the Force, where the Force would have definitely been needed, are you really gonna blame this? And and like I said, I I can't even put all the blame on Ryan because it's like Ryan is just a paid director at the end of the day. Like, yeah, he had create, yeah, he wrote his story. I didn't agree with his story, but like, you you can't point the gun at the dude when someone says, yeah, no, when we're just gonna throw out this outline and uh, just do what you want, right? Like. And Disney signed off on it. You know, it's not that, you know, for, from all accounts, it said that was the smoothest production out of all of them. So from, from Disney and from Kathleen Kennedy, they said, oh, everything went great. And they signed off on all of it. So, yeah, to your point, he was a he's a he's a hired guy. If, if they really didn't like what he was doing, they could have done what they did with, you know, with Rogue One and Solo and kind of like, OK, let's scrap this and kind of re, retry it all over again. But apparently they they were comfortable enough with it to. Uh, you know, to put their stamp of approval on it. So yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I don't, I don't personally agree with some of his stylistic choices and stuff. And he tried to make it like, you know, a Ryan Johnson Star Wars film instead of just a, a Star Wars film. But, you know, at the end of the day, they could have, they could have, you know, vetoed that if they wanted to, but they didn't. Yeah, they, 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 they definitely, they definitely could have. I mean, the, the, the biggest thing about when I look back at The Last Jedi, it's like, that's, the last jedi is when someone tells me like oh well what would lucasfilm do if they just had complete control that's the last jedi and you know what you you might like that because pablo hidalgo loves it like you can tell the people at lucasfilm they love the last jedi you could just from how you see pablo talk matt martin talk and you know what to each their own like what you enjoy is your own like there's no such thing as objectively enjoying a movie there's definitely Mm -hmm. a thing as objectively uh criticizing a movie but yeah they liked that movie that's why ryan didn't have the creative problems that jj had that ron howard had that everyone else had but again ryan if if ryan at the end of the day was doing what lucasfilm and disney wanted he even said every word i did i ran it by them so Mm -hmm. that's a pure lucasfilm thing i don't like it but to put all the blame on ryan i'm like i don't agree with it but that's what they wanted at the end of the day and it backfired right. on them. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so so regarding the characters of of both both Finn and Rose, I kind of want to get your your take and your opinion on this. Um, you know, with, with both of their characters really not, I, I would say not really reaching a satisfying conclusion as far as a character art goes. Do do you think do you think it was from Disney's perspective that they cast both of them 
um, based on based on their their skin color to you know to 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 basically say hey hey look look how diverse we are because of who we casted without necessarily putting a lot of um, value into those stories. Do you think uh, like what are your thoughts on that? I know that's kind of a polarizing topic, but I'm kind of curious yeah. on, on what you think about that. It, it's a polarizing topic, but I think it, we need to have these conversations. When it comes to John Boyega, it's a hard no, because according to John and JJ and a lot of other people, John wasn't even who Disney Lucasfilm wanted. They had a, they had a string of white guys available, like it just, just looking like a, looking like a snow day. Like they just had a whole line of different <laughs> white guys they wanted. They even had Meth Damon from Breaking Bad almost on it. They had Ansel Aragorn. Ansel Aragorn. Uh, I don't. I don't know. The, the the dude from the dude from uh, uh, the Fault in Our Stars. They had a lot of different guys almost in it. And then you had John Boyega who auditioned eight times for it. And from what John said, if it wasn't for JJ and his chemistry reading with Daisy, because Daisy really wanted John too, we wouldn't have had John. Yeah. And cons- and considering right after they sidelined him, I definitely don't think John was who Disney would have wanted. Uh, otherwise because from all accounts if john was white he probably wouldn't have gone through what he went through with the sequel trilogy and then we have rose teagle she was originally going to be played by uh bell posey almost got the role then gina rodriguez almost got the role and then it went to rose tico i don't think disney looked at kelly marie tran and even john boy the returning john boy again retrospect and said okay you know we can use this i think that I think that because at the end of the day, they were going to be thrown into subplots. And well, John's sub John's subplot was definitely racially based, according to John, and which I can believe that. But uh, I definitely don't think these actors were cast because they were diverse. But I definitely think, like any company, Disney knows that diversity is, quote, in right now, socially and politic and marketability wise, like, they know that they can market this as that and mm-hmm. well people will praise them for it and at the end of the day yeah that's even if you don't it's just something that's always going to happen like um just recently in the loki show one line of dialogue of loki staying a little bit of both in reference to his romances with like men and women that made the internet go crazy. And then like a day later, like just recently, the writer, the writers of Loki said, yeah, there's going to be no more reference to Loki being like Loki's sexuality. So like, it's a, it's a throwaway line. And yes, I can understand how it would be. It's how it would be important to people, but with one throwaway line, which is probably all Disney would give them, people were celebrating it, which yeah, be happy about it. But like, this is, that's, that people have done so much more in movies where like I would be offended if this is all I'm getting like Disney knows you can give you can sprinkle a little diversity and be praised for it and they also know that any people who hate diversity will lose their shit above it so they know that the people who hate diversity will start screaming and the people who want diversity will start defending it even though they didn't do shit like right it's, it's like yeah. when people say Disney Star Wars is like it's they're pushing SJW agenda and then people defend them like guys this is this is not even this is not this is not representation like this is nothing like you have a black person on the cover that you need a microscope to see like nah like this you, you guys are both going crazy yeah I, I thought it was funny I know you've probably seen this but the uh the, the Force Awakens movie poster I think that they ha- that Disney had in China where I think they completely removed Finn right or they they like made made him very very small, which is like which was, was yeah, kind of shrunk a, him. In, and you know of course they had some some cover story of, of why that happened or whatever, but it's like you know it's just kind of it just kind of you know puts a bad taste in your mouth uh, after all that and you know with with the rose stuff, um, it, it's kind of unfortunate because like you said she's a really nice she's a really nice person really sweet sweet girl, um, but you know when they when they didn't really give her a a, a great story. It, it kind of set up, it kind of set up a controversy in and of itself because if you, if you were to, you know, have constructive criticism about, you know, what what you thought about the character's motivations were or weren't or or you know her dialogue or whatever, then it's like, well, are you then then people will question you like, well, do you 
you do you not like her? Do you not like her because of what 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 color she is or this? That's like no, no. I'm just trying to you know say about the character. The character could have been any 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 race, any any gender, any sexuality. It's just I didn't you know have a have a strong feeling for what the character's motivation and stuff was. So I think for for me at least, and I think you know people may have different opinions, but I think that character um, was was kind of set up to fail because they didn't really fully flesh out her character, and it kind of it brought controversy on itself, you know, whether obviously there was intentional, you know, controversy and racism about, about her and her character. But I think there's a lot of unintentional um, criticism, cri well, criticism towards criticism about her, if that makes sense. So no, you know, no, it, it, it definitely does make sense. I mean, not, not to be that person. If you wake up and think that there wasn't any racism behind it. like there wasn't any racist blowback from the force awakens uh yeah see a lot of people like to talk about the last jedi as this weird thing like oh this was the only film people had a problem with when you had the force awakens with the black guy and the woman like front and center i mean mm -hmm. you there was a little boycott like i got the receipts i got the pictures from back then like everyone remembers the boycott like I remember this, there was this one quote of this one guy on Twitter saying, my only representation is the white cuck ball and showed a picture of BB-8. Like, there was definitely a lot of pushback Jesus. from that film. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of pushback from that film. And like, what happened to Kelly Marie Tran was wrong, but that's happened to all the actors. That doesn't make it right, but you need to acknowledge that all the actors went through that. You, you, you got to, because you're going to invalidate what they went through and this happened outside of the last jedi this happens in general and to only make it about the last jedi because people don't like this and that you're doing a disservice to all these different people of color people have a problem with the last jedi that has nothing to do with race of that because a lot of the people who have a problem with the last jedi aren't white yes yeah, some people some people love the last jedi some people hate the last jedi but to make it out like the only people who dislike it are white incels it's it's fucking stupid mm -hmm. one you're erasing all these people who have opinions they're able to say and at the end of the day it's just a movie it's a movie written by a middle-aged white guy like come <laughs> on like come on now like, <laughs> right. not the beat watch something else kids go outside touch some grass watch something else this is not there is no Disney film that is the beacon of diversity because there's no such thing as Disney being the beacon of diversity. It's Disney. They will never be the beacon of diversity because that's not what they set out to do. They set out to be mass appealing. Yeah, they'll throw some diversity in because, well, they want to appeal to some demographics, but it's Disney. They don't care about left. They don't care about right. They care about green. And that's it. That's, that's the cold hard truth. You don't get to be as big as Disney is and care about that stuff that's you you, you gotta stop that right well okay Ro, thank you so much for for coming on here today this has been a blast i could talk to you for like five more hours about all this stuff and we're probably gonna have to do this again in the future because i had an absolute blast talking with you this evening um oh de definitely I, if you uh, if you actually want one time you can come on a live stream on my channel let me return the favor Oh, hell yeah, absolutely. I, I would love to do that. Thank you so much for, for offering. Um, where can where can people find your, I know we talked about on the, on the top of the show, but just just uh, bring it up again. Where can people find find you? Where can they find your content? And you know how can they support the work that you're doing? Well, if you guys want to make the terrible, terrible mistake by wanting to support me, you can find me on YouTube and Twitter, The First Akiro. I'm the first Akiro you're going to see. Uh, subscribe to my channel, follow me on Twitter. You'll see a lot of my uh, takes there on Twitter and you'll see a lot of my videos there, which has, you know, making sure I keep up with a deadline, which I, I got to do that. So I got to finish another video, but yeah, <laughs> the first, my name is the first Akiro. If you're looking for me, that's how you're going to find me anywhere. All right. Awesome. And I'll, and I'll, I'll tell you again, you know, I, I do really think that you are putting some of the best Star Wars video content out there on YouTube. And, you know, people don't realize because I've been making little, you know, eight, 10 minute videos of my podcast and adding you know video clips and and, and um, images and stuff and that takes a, it takes a long ass time even if it's a 10 minute video that takes a long ass time and i don't know if if enough people that that don't do it appreciate it but i definitely appreciate all the hard work and all the video editing you put into these because they're really great and they're really funny 
you some of the some of the uh you added a, a, some really good humor in, into one of these I just watched about um you know about what happened to the sequel trilogy and you <laughs> you kind of put this little subliminal message in there which which is cracking me up you're like well there's no one person to blame and then you put uh, a quick image of of chairman of the board at Disney, uh, Alan Horn in there. <laughs> and that, and that cracked me the F up, dude. That was, that was great. So everybody go, go check out these videos. They're awesome. All right. All right. So for Okiro, this is Conspiracy Kyle. And this is another episode of Conspiracy in the Force. May the Force be with you.